Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from Pastor Garth Ball. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Listen to the podcasts. Uh, I was couldn't be here last week. Listen to podcasts, and man, it sounded like it. what a powerful week uh, across both services. Uh, Sunday night, uh, for those of you who only come in the morning, Sunday night apparently just was uh, un- unbelievable. Who was here Sunday night and can agree to that? Uh, God rocked up. Everyone was out here just getting blessed. People uh, just turning to God and and getting stirred for Him. And and Pastor Julie. And if you know Pastor Julie, you know how big a statement this is. She says, I don't think I've ever felt the, uh, the anointing in a, in, a, in a meeting like I did last Sunday. And, and uh, that's a pretty big deal from Pastor Julie to say that. So, so God is moving. And, uh, and it's so exciting. I could tell that it was an incredible night just by social media, just by Facebook and everyone. Just like, oh my gosh, tonight was incredible, powerful. And so we really are heading into such an incredible season as a church. Um, and, and I love it when we've, we've talked about vision, where we want to go, where we feel God calling us. And I love it when God backs that up. And we talk about wanting the presence of God. We talk about wanting to encounter Him. And, and then He turns up and, and it's such a beautiful thing. So, um, and, 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 the, and I really notice that churches everywhere are saying the same thing. Uh, it's not like we're super elite just going, oh, God's turning up in our church. And, you know, sucks to be you and your other churches. Uh, there's churches all over the place. They're just going, it feels like, this is the best year we've ever had. This is the most, most excitement we've, we've ever felt. It feels like God's doing things that are, uh, you know, I've seen on Facebook other churches because I follow a whole bunch of um, other churches and, uh, and pastors around the place and, and people talking about things like that. Couldn't, uh, couldn't get up to preach. God moved this morning and, and you know, um, had a real move of God here at this church this morning. C3 churches and other churches all around and, and we're living exciting times. And uh, so it's important that you... You know, I was reading through the week, I was going to, oh, let me just say this really quickly, I'll skip to my iPad. I was just reading through the week, I wasn't going to touch on this, but I was reading uh, Philippians, Oop, let's go to this one, Philippians 3, it says, talks about people that, Christians, that, that are living, but not really as followers of Christ. Um, ones that uh, say that their God is their stomach, so they're focused on themselves and their pleasure and uh, their glory is in their shame. They're proud of the things they probably shouldn't be, and they're doing things that they shouldn't. Pastor Julie spoke about that last Sunday night. But the key of that is their mind is set on earthly things. Guys, in this season, for you to be a part of what God's doing, we can't afford to have minds that are set on earthly things. Um, my boss, Pat Ancliffe, down at Oxford Falls, did a message at Oxford Falls a few weeks ago and, uh, about the revelation God has shown him this year, just talking about having a, an eternal mindset having a mindset that, guys, we aren't on this planet for long. Uh, you know, I, for those of you, as, the older you get, I think you can agree with me that the more you realize that your time on earth is limited uh, and that this is just, the Bible says, it's a, it's a blink of an eye compared to the eternity we're spending in heaven. My next 30 years are going to be the, the biggest opportunity I have to make a difference in this world, and I want to make it count. So I want to pay a price. I want to sacrifice some things that maybe... Uh, I wouldn't do otherwise if I just wanted to enjoy myself and, and, and enjoy life's pleasures. Um, and so I just want to encourage us as a church to have a, not, a, not an earthly mindset, uh, but a heavenly mindset. 
Don't look at the things of this world through the eyes of this world. Look at the things of this world through the eyes of heaven. Finance is a stewardship to build the kingdom. Um, you know, time in the beginning of the day is an opportunity to connect with God uh, or whatever time of the day it is, not just to spend on ourselves, watch TV until we're numb and whatever. And, you know, use our time, our talent, treasure with wisdom, looking at what we're doing through the eyes of heaven. And um, so, so I just want to encourage you in that because we are in an exciting season. God is building His church all across the globe. And uh, my heart, and you, in fact, you're not going to be able to escape it. What we're going to do is compel you to be a part of it. Uh, we're going to keep doing that. And you can sit there and you can, you know, just sort of say whatever, whatever. But we're going to keep bombarding, pushing, going, come on. That's what this church is about. It's about pushing you towards your best life. It's about pushing you to a, to a, a zealous, passionate, uh, influential, experiential faith in Christ. And so um, we're going to keep going on about it. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, In next month, we start a new theme, and it's going to be talking about raising up harvesters. God said the harvest is ready, but the workers are few. Uh, Pray to the Lord of the harvest that the workers would come in. And so we're going to be looking firstly at us getting ready to bring in a harvest. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Uh, But also, we're going to then after that, just we're going to go for souls. We're going to be believing that people all across this region coming to Christ. Uh, We're going to be preaching the gospel all over Easter and all throughout April and just, you know, getting the good news out there and, and, uh, and telling our friends. So, so that's what I want. I want to sort of lead into that. I want to, we've been talking about seeking God. We've just finished a 21-day prayer and fasting. Can we give everyone that was involved with that a big hand? Well done. Who feels better for doing that? Who has, who has had a go? I was about to say the eagle. I just know that Luke and Tash uh, uh, just, I can see the difference on them. I can, I can see it in... You know, in who they are, I can see in their passion for God. I can see them just going. I can see both of you guys going to new levels in God, and and we appreciate you two so much. And and you know, well done. So everyone, but the good news is that that this is something. What what has happened in this time is something that is for everyone. Don't feel guilty if you weren't a part of it. Don't think maybe I should have done this or should have. It's all good. What's done is done. But now where it's not just because the fast finishes today, our seeking God doesn't, guys. Uh, we, can, we still need to be seeking God. God might call you to fast another time, next week, next month, and be obedient to that. He's calling us all to pray, so, so let's continue doing that. What he's done over the past little while is just instill something on the inside of us that will set us up for this next season. And so uh, I want to encu- just encourage you quickly here from a scripture from Zechariah verse eight, uh, chapter 8, verse 20 to 23. And... Um, so what I'm doing this morning is just painting a picture, bringing some perspective where we're at as a church, where we're going in the next couple of months. And this was a word, I was reading a book a few months back and I read this scripture and it jumped out at me and I thought, man, that's a word for our church. And I was pondering preaching it a little while back and didn't really feel to. But then I listened to Pastor Phil and Julie's messages from last week and I thought, man, this is exactly what they're talking about. So uh, let's just read it together. Uh, look at a few key points and really just uh, keep our true north for where we're going over the next few weeks. Uh, it says this, this is what the Lord Almighty says, many peoples and the inhabitants of many, many cities will yet come. And the inhabitants of one city will go to another and say, let us go at once to entreat the Lord and see the Lord Almighty and seek the Lord Almighty. I myself am going. And many peoples and powerful nations will come to Jerusalem to seek the Lord. Why don't we just think of this as, as Tagra for a for this morning, um, to seek the Lord Almighty, 
and to entreat him. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In those days, 10 people from all languages and nations will take firm hold of one Jew by the hem of his robe and say, let us go with you because we have heard that God is with you. So let's just um, look at a couple of things here. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Many peoples and the inhabitants of many cities will yet come. Guys, we are in a season where many people will yet come to this church. Uh, we are believing for increase. Pastor Phil talked last, year, last week about increase, having a mind for increase. Uh, while there's people out there that do not know Jesus, uh, we cannot be comfortable and we cannot be content. We cannot be contained, but we need to have a mindset of reaching out. Pastor Julie spoke last week about uh, prophets talking about a, a harvest of one billion souls coming. I tell you what, there's an expectancy all across the planet for souls to be coming to Christ. That's what we're about, the Central Coast for Christ. We're about seeing people connected uh, to Him. Um, God is building our church. I've touched on it already. I don't need to say much about this point other than God will do what, he, what we see Him doing. We can see it happening. I, I, I want to see this church double. Double. Can you see? We've got to see it before we can get there. If you don't see it before you believe it, then it's not going to happen. You need to be able to envisage seeing people pouring into this place. Uh, we currently have about 250 people in our church. Guys, we want to get to 500. We want to see at least another, is that too big to believe? 250 more people out of 320,000 people on the coast. 250 more people to come in, get connected, you know, um, and, 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 you know, know Jesus and, and build a real hub here. I don't think that's too much to us. That's where we're going. We want to see it happening. Let's believe it. Let's pray for it. Not for numbers' sake, but to, to uh, because numbers represent people. It's not about number. It's not so we hey, guys, we've got 500 people in our church. Isn't, isn't that fantastic? No, 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 because they represent, they represent people. My family that don't know him, your family, your friends that don't know him, my neighbors that don't know him, coming to Christ. Um, and so then it says this. There's, there's a whole bunch of things here that it says in this next verse, verse um, 21 to 22. Let's have a look. Uh, the inhabitants of one city will go to uh, another and say, let us go at once uh, and entreat the Lord and seek the Lord Almighty. I myself am going. How good is that? We need to be a church, and that's what we're going to be talking about, being a church that are making disciples and reaching people. Uh, the only way you can bring people into a relationship with Jesus is if you say, I myself am going. You know, you, you don't say, hey, guys, why don't you go to church on weekend? I won't be there, but you should go to that church at C3. Talk. No, 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 no. Guys, why don't you come to church this weekend? I myself am going. Let's go there. It's going to be amazing. Um, and, and it says there, I myself am going. I am going. You know, we, we need to build and an, a, a, put a, Pastor Julie spoke last week about a stake in the ground of coming to church, of the church. Phil Pringle talks about pitching tents and building altars. He says, uh, that too many people build things that should move, we should be flexible in and move on and stay stuck in things that should move on and people move on from things we should get stuck in. They pitch altars and build tents rather than pitching tents and building altars. Guys, going to church needs to be an altar in our world that we just do regardless of what we feel, regardless of what we're, we're doing, regardless of you know, the weather, regardless of our, our kids, regardless of our work, regardless of whatever, that we just have elders in our lives. So we go, I myself am going. I'm going to church. We need to wait. Don't even, don't, don't make a decision on Sunday morning. Don't make a decision on Sunday afternoon. Say, I myself am going to the house of the Lord. Why don't you come with me? Um, and, and, and such a passion in our hearts that, say, that says there should be this 
thing that says, let us go at once to entreat the Lord. God, let us go. There should be this zeal, this passion on the inside of us to seek God and to meet with Him and to gather together with the family of God. Say, so I will at once go. There's this energy, there's this urgency, there's this thing. It's not like uh, a side thing in our world, our gathering together. It's not a, an added bonus. It's not like a, you know, when I get around to it, but this, you know, it's a priority. Let us at once do this. Let us prioritize this. Let us do it. Let's go and seek the Lord. Um, some other things in this passage. It says, uh, uh, where are we? And, and entreat the Lord and seek the Lord Almighty. Guys, what we're doing as a church, what we're building here, where we're going, what we're believing for, is not about uh, a, a great program. It's not a great, about great speakers. It's not about that. People aren't going to be saying, come on, let us go to C3 Tugger because they've got the, the biggest name people there. It's not going to be, hey, uh, let us go to C3 Tugger because uh, they do a really great program and, and programs are, is what I'm looking for. No, no, they're going to be saying, guys, let's go to C3 Tugger and seek the Lord. Let's seek the Lord. And that's why I'm saying that we need to continue to seek Him. It's not a season we're going to finish the theme of seeking God. Themes are designed to put an impartation on the inside of you that is permanent, not just a monthly little thing that we celebrate and go, rah, rah, that's amazing, but something that shifts on the inside of us. That this rest of this time, everything that we're doing is about seeking God. That people know, you know what, I, I know if, I've heard that if you go there, that place, I can actually meet God. And entreat means uh, to pray. We're going to go and pray to the Lord. We're going to pray to Him. Other versions say to pray to Him for favor, to, to you know, that sort of um, thing that it's implying. And that's why, you know, Ev's talking about prayer meetings. And, uh, and, and I'm going to keep telling you to come to prayer meeting. Uh, another thing I'm going to keep telling you until you turn up. Uh, we have a bunch of people, but I reckon we can get more than 15 people to, our prayer, to two prayer meetings combined uh, a week. And we need to make that another altar in our life where we go, I'm going to pray. I'm going to go and seek God. I'm going to seek Him. I'm praying. I'm believing. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to get a little bit cheeky for a minute, push the boundaries a little bit and just say, uh, you say you need an extra hour to sleep in the morning before you go to work. I'm going to tell you you don't. I'm going to tell you you're going to feel better, more energized, more, more connected, more on fire. If you get up and spend that hour praying before you go to work, you're going to be more productive. You're going to be, have a bigger influence on your workmates. You're going to be a better example to Christ. You're going to be more on fire with Jesus. If you come and pray and seek him in the morning. And so, you know, if you're a morning, if you, you know, if you can get here, if 6 to 30 till 7.30, if you're on the way to work, you can't do anything understood. But if you're not, why don't you come and join us? Uh, it's really an incredible time to see God. Prayer meetings on Wednesday night. Uh, so, so let us, let us, this is the thing that we're going to have about our house. We're going to pray. We're going to seek Him. We're going to, we're going to go and meet with God. And I think that's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, the good thing is this morning, because we had such a big weekend, I'm, I don't have a whole bunch to say. I just want to sort of point us true north, just keep us refocused and, and, um, and, and keep going. So then it says, let's change color and mix it up a little bit. Uh, many peoples and powerful nations will come. You know, I, I love it that this church is going to be a church that reaches anybody, right? Anyone. It's not like we're not this church that has, you know, you've got to be dressed a certain way, have a certain amount of income, uh, be a certain thing. We're reaching out to everybody and anybody possible. But who knows that strong people bring influence and strong people, not, not talking about strong as in, as in wealthy necessarily or strong, as, but strong as in a capacity to reach other people, a capacity to build the kingdom, advance his kingdom. And I believe this, that God is bringing people in. I've felt this for a little while, that God is bringing people into our church uh, with good transfer growth to build a foundation in our church to reach out and get lost people saved. 
what I mean by that is that the Central Coast is uh, pretty typical for transfer growth. And what I mean by that is people going from one church to another and uh, getting a little bit cheeky again and saying that, you know, a lot of Central Coast crew spend three years in a church and then, you know, that's about the lifespan before you find something that really makes you offended. Then you go to another one and spend another three years then. And then you, that's about the lifespan again, three years, and then you go to another one. In fact, one person said to me joking at one stage, uh, my family is, um, is like uh, instant church, just add pastor. And I was like, and they thought that was funny, and I cringed inside and said, you have got to be kidding me. That is a, a terrible indictment on your family. And, um, and, and so, you know, I mean, it happens. People are different, but, but I think there's been good God-seasoned people joining our church uh, for the purpose of building the vision and seeing this region come to Christ. Uh, God is building a foundation in, on the inside uh, of our church, at the heart of our church, that when people come, we can disciple, we can train up, we can raise up, we can connect, we can love, and we can actually get people. There's no use praying for a whole bunch of people if none of us are going to sow into their lives, if none of us are going to be friends with them, if none of us are going to invite them over for dinner, if none of us are going to share the word with them, invite them to connect group. What we're doing is building a strong base here so that we, we can pray for people to come in. And what I think is happening is God is honoring the moves that we're making to make that the case. When God sees a church that says, you know what, God, we want to love your people. We want to see your people blessed. We want to see them connected. We don't want to see them, you know, isolated and come in. And nothing worse than someone coming into a church, like Jeremy was saying before, that people were friendly. We don't want anyone to come in here and just go, oh, well, no one talked to me and no one connected with me you know, whatever, and go straight back out the front door before they even come in. So uh, we want to see people connected in our church. And uh, so God's bringing strong people, uh, raising up strong people. He's turning some of you weak people into strong people. You thought you were weak, Gideon said, who am I? I'm just this, I'm the least in my family, I'm the weakest in my clan, I'm, I'm nothing. God said, Gideon, rise up, you mighty man of valor. And so I think there's going to be Gideons in here that God is saying, rise up. You thought you were weak, but when you, when you, when you are weak, I am strong. And he's going to turn you into spiritual joint. He's going to turn you into someone that, that has capacity, someone that actually can make a, a difference, someone that can put stakes in the ground and just stand on what God is calling them to say. People that can say, you know what, I'm going to pray. You know what, I'm going to come to church. You know what, I'm going to stand for what is right. You know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be connected to the Holy Spirit. And just putting these things in place. And, you know, I think, Adam, you're going to be just such an incredible, mighty man of valor. I think God is saying that to you this morning, mighty man of valor. Now, I don't know what you feel like on the inside, but God has seen you. He goes, you're like Gideon, saying you are a mighty man of valor. And, um, you know, I think there's a whole bunch of people. Alana, you, you know that you've got a bit of strength on the inside, but God is going to raise you up and take you from strength to strength and be just a pillar uh, in the house. Um, so that's cool. Let's have a look at verse 23. Uh, this is what the Lord Almighty says. In those days, 10 people from all languages and nations will take firm hold of one Jew by the hem of his robe and say, so what does that mean? Jews, robes, ten, what, what, what's happening? Um, so let's think, of, let's think of Jew as, as Christian. Oops. Let's think of that. And that says Christian. It's a C to the power of H, Christian. Um, and ten people, so think of, Ten people from all languages and nations. Let's think of some of those as uh, non-Christian. That says Christian also. Um, won't waste my time just sort of 
writing neatly. You get the juice. Um, so 10 people. 10 is a number of, like an, an infinite number representing people. It's like a, so other commentators say, I didn't come up with that. I just read commentaries. Uh, they say that 10 is like a number that, that represents like an infinite amount of people. So what it's going to be saying is that, that, that unbelievers, that people that don't know Christ, are going to grab a hold of you. They're going to grab a hold of you and say, uh, let us go with you because we have heard that God is with you. And uh, I want to ask you, do you have enough of God on the inside that people would want to take a hold of you? Are you someone worth taking a hold of? Is the hem of your garment something worth grabbing onto? Uh, is there people in your world that are going, wow, this person, is as, God is so obviously with them. Take me where you're going because I want to do that. Uh, guys, the church is the head, not the tail. Do not be ashamed of your faith. I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is a power of salvation to all who believe. Don't hide behind it. Don't think, oh, this person, they're richer than me. They're cooler than me. I don't care how cool anyone is. You have what the world needs. You have the answer to the world on the inside of you. You need to shine it bright. You need to stand for it. You need to believe it. You need to hold firm to it. If you, if you didn't hear the messages from last week, you need to go back and listen to them. Listen to Pastor Julie's message, uh, particularly about driving stakes into the ground. You need to be one who just is so confident, normal. Like, don't be a weirdo. Uh, just let you know, we're not the weirdo bunch. We're not, the, you know, we're, we're not walking around quoting scriptures and, and whatever to people all the time. And, and we're just normal people, but we're confident. We know that we've got the Savior of the world on the inside. We know if we've got, we're not arrogant about it either. We're not like, oh, guys, well, I've got the answer. You come and do this. No, 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 no. No, we're the ones that are, you know, just, just relaxing and resting in God. You know what? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with myself. I'm good with each other. Good with my family. Good with God because God's with me. He's, it's all good. You should try it one day. I just want us to be people. And I'll tell you what, you will not have anything that, um, if, you don't, if you don't stay connected to the vine, Jesus said, uh, abide in me, remain in me, and you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If we aren't continuing to see God, if we aren't continuing to put ourselves in an earthly, in a, in a, in a out of an earthly mindset and into a heavenly mindset, praying, it's a cost. You know, we talk about the same things every, every week. You could talk about prayer, reading the Bible, coming to church, hanging around good people every week because it's the thing that will set your life up. But it's a thing that Christians find hardest to do. And so if we can just do that, I'm telling you what, you're going, to have, you're going to bear much fruit for Jesus. If you're just connecting with him, remaining in him, drawing near to him, then you will have this fruit. You'll have people hanging off you, little apples hanging off your, your branches. And, and it's going, come on, take me with you. And that's going to be your fruit, the fruit of making other disciples. Jesus said, come and follow me, and then I'll make you fish for other people. I'll get you to bring other people with you. Um, and, and lastly, and we can get the, uh, the keyboard player up. Uh, that would be great. Thank you. Um, it says, we have heard that God is with you. This whole passage talks to me about a, an atmosphere and a place where people want to come. Um, Pastor Julie was speaking uh, a lot last week about uh, some moral stances, stance that we should have as Christians. And, um, and, sort of, and we had, I think it's all right to say, we just had people, a lot of young people that have been off doing a bunch of things coming and repenting before God, turning to Him, right? And, um, and, and, and that is awesome. But before you amen too much, we're not the religious legalistic type either. Uh, you know, some, some people out there would love us to be that. Yeah, repent and, and repentance, you can't go without it. This is not 
negating anything that was said last week. It's just keeping perspective so we've got our eyes fixed on the right thing. Uh, we absolutely need people to come to a point where they know. Phil Pringle said once, don't be too quick to tell people they're forgiven. They've got to have some guilt before Jesus can take it away from them. So we need to come to a point at times where we know that we, we, we need God. And, and, but for the well-meaning Christian, it's a different factor to the person purposely turning away from Christ. That needs a bit of that dose into them and they come back. For the well-meaning Christian that, that is doing their best but falling short, I put my hand up, uh, you know, the grace of God is all about it. We need this to be a, a place of the good news, the good news that God is here. And, and, and absolutely, that involves, without a shadow of a doubt, I say it again and again, please do not hear this as by any means as a contradiction to that, but as human nature... I tend to think that it's easy for us to slip back into a mentality when we're talking about living right, to think it's by works that we come before God, it's by works that we please Him, it's by works that we have our identity in Him, that we find our acceptance in Him, and it isn't. It isn't. I was facing the same things last week just because I was feeling down and tired and wasn't feeling as strong. I was feeling, oh God, you know, I was feeling, you know, and, and I have a good revelation of my righteousness in Christ. But still, as humans, we can go, oh, oh, yeah, I've got to do this. I've got to get on this legalistic thing. That's not it, guys. We need a place here that God is with us. He's not against us. He's for us. He's for us. He loves us. He's not angry with us. That people can come. That, yeah, they, they, that we don't agree with every lifestyle that they will be living. And, and yes, that they will need a revelation at times that, what they're doing is not right and they will be repenting to God and, and, and crying and saying, God, you, you know, I'm, you know, I have, a, I have a revelation that I need you, that I'm, I can't do it, that I'm a sinful man. Like Isaiah said, uh, woe to me, I'm a man of unclean lips. Then God cleansed him and set him forth to make a difference in the world. So repentance is great. But, but after that, it has to be an assurance that we can come before God with full assurance of faith, boldly and confidently, as it says in Ephesians 3, and that he is for us, that every time we stuff up doesn't mean He's angry with us, that it doesn't mean we have to prove ourselves to Him, but that people come in here, they find, and, 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 and also when we're talking about taking a stance, you don't have to be someone else's moral guide all the time. There might be some times where we go, hey, brother, you know, that's not going to help you out. But, but if people come in here feeling like we're going to be the moral police on them, then that's not going to make them want to come and go, let us go to the house of the Lord either. We've got to take a stand in what we believe, and let that be known, but be oh so loving and gracious and oh so accepting uh, as people come in to the house. Why don't we just stand up here this morning? You know, God is doing a great thing in our midst. And um, I just wanted to, I didn't want to give you something heavy this morning. I didn't want to, I don't want to do a big, great teaching this morning about, you know, different things. I just felt God just wanted to share, just let you know about, you know, this is where we're at. Be encouraged. It's exciting. Don't get complacent. Don't, don't lose sight. I know Paul wrote to the Philippians in that, uh, the first part of that chapter in chapter 3. He goes, I'm not worried about telling you the same thing. Because he knew that people needed to be reminded of things. He knew that people needed to be redirected and refocused. And uh, you know what? A whole bunch of things can change in one week. You know, maybe you were here last week and you were on fire. I'll tell you what, I know that in one week you can go from hero to zero just like that. And so you need to continue to learn how to get your mind, a heavenly mindset in your world. You need to learn how to see through the eyes of Christ. You need to ref- just 
Keep bringing your heart back. Just guard your heart, the Bible says, for out of it flows a wellspring of life. You've got to guard your heart as you're seeking God in these seasons. Once you feel condemnation, get in your heart, get rid of that sucker before it gets a hold of you. Uh, when you feel complacency, apathy, when, you, when you're losing sight of the vision. I myself, I was like feeling a bit down. I spent, I spent an hour, actually I spent three, with Pastor Phil and Julie. But in that time, just in a 15-minute period on Friday when I was chatting to them, Pastor Julie started speaking into my life. All of a sudden, I was seeing vision again. I, I'm like, ah. Oh. And I was seeing vision a week before, but I was just struggling. You know, I can pretend I'm a superhuman if you want me to, but I'm not going to. I'll just be real and go, I was feeling a bit challenged. And, and I got vision again. I was like, yeah, come on, we can do this. And, and that's why the Bible says, do not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. It says, keep coming together. Keep being redirected. Come into the house of God and your eyes will be open and you'll see the vision placed before you. Keep seeking God and He'll stir your heart. Keep fending in the flame. The Bible says that the altar, the fire on the altar should never go out. What is that altar? It's your heart now. The altar is your heart. It's a place where the sacrifice is made. The sacrifice is, is made in your heart. The Bible says, put wood on it every morning to keep the fire burning. Every day, put in the Word, prayer, good people in your world, connect group, conversations, stirring that fire on the inside of you. So that it's not burning out. You don't feel like you've got a, the little fire on the inside. It's dim. It's not flickering. It's not just nothing, but it's, it's, it's fanning into flame. It's like Evan, you know, just, you know, just that fire is going all the time. And as you do that, then, then you'll see mighty things. And we together will see mighty things. But guys, we're heading into a season where we are doing this thing. Don't think someone else is going to do it. Don't think it's Pastor Phil and Julie. Don't think it's just the front row. Don't think it's just your connect group leaders. Tell you what, we need connect group leaders to spring forth right across this place. We need connect groups rising up out of nowhere on every street corner in, on the central coast. This is a season where you are going to be challenged to be a harvester. You're going to be challenged to step up and to do what God has called us to do. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Why don't you lift your hands, close your eyes across the place. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Let's be.